اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وی شیل انشاء اللہ بی پریزنٹنگ سملٹینیس انگلش ٹرانسلیشن آف دی فرائیڈے سرمن بائی امیر المومنین حضرت خلیفۃ المسیح دا فورتھ ڈلیورڈ ایٹ دی فادل ماسک لنڈن آن ٹویلتھ آف اپریل مسافر گاڑیاں جب مختلف اسٹیشنوں پر روکتے روکتے اپنا لمبا سفر طے کرتی ہیں حضور سیز when the passenger trains complete their journeys after stopping at various places on the way at each station there is a different scene at some stations only a few passengers board the train at some stations only a few people come to bid farewell to the travelers and at some stations more people come to bid farewell Larger stations are much busier and as long as the train has not moved, the whole station remains busy with the hustle and bustle of the people and there is much activity and talk. But once the train left, the station looks deserted. There are some people who are not traveling but have come to see off the passengers. Jumatul Vidar has somewhat similar situation. The train of the worshippers, which stopping at each Friday, finally enters the holy month of Ramadan. Then suddenly the hustle and bustle at the Friday prayers increases. Then such a Friday also comes, as is today, which is called Tumatul Vida, the last Friday of Ramadan. There is such hustle and bustle at this Friday that it looks that they are all passengers who have come to board the train.
But as this train leaves here and reaches the Friday which follows Jumatul Vida, then it looks that there were only a few passengers who were traveling throughout the year and the rest of the people had come to bid farewell. So there are many believers and Muslims who have come today to bid farewell worshippers. Although they are participating in the worship, it is only temporarily. They are joining only for a few moments. As long as this train will stop at this Friday service, they will remain on it. But when the train is leaving, they will disembark it, return to their homes. The travelers in the way of Allah are only those who board the train of worship and then never disembark it. If they disembark the train at the station, it is only temporarily and they remain passengers for good. Once they develop a link with worship, they never break it again. Such people have differing situations who join for a while and go back. There are some whom Allah enables to develop interest of travel. They come to bid farewell. They come again and again. Then they think, why should we not become the passengers of this train? So among those who have believed truly, there are weak people also, but gradually they gather strength and shed their ills and in its place they are continuously granted piety. Thus the train of the true believers continues to be filled more than previously. Those who are accustomed to be left behind and are accustomed always to be left behind, about them also we cannot say that Allah will definitely punish them or will be displeased with them. There are some lucky ones whose time of death is a happy hour. Allah calls them to come to Him in such a condition that they are in a state of piety. Such lucky people are those who can expect that although we came on rare occasions, but Allah called us when we were counted among the pious people. That is why Allah has specially taught us this prayer in the Holy Quran that, O Allah, cause us to die when we are being counted among the pious. So we should remember these people who are disembarking the train in our prayers and should especially pray that they should have pious end and gradually they should also be enabled to join an eternal journey of worship. In my last few sermons, I had discussed the chapter Al-Fatiha, that how this chapter teaches us the secrets of worship and develops pleasure in worship. We had entered the last part of this subject in which we were pondering over this prayer. اهدنا السرعات المستقيم سرعات الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب ولا الضالين. I had told you that the people who are mentioned in سرعات الذين أنعمت عليهم. Although they are all the recipients of Allah's blessings. 
but their lives passed in great hardship and suffering and they saw great trials in the way of Allah there were also some like hazrat abraham may peace and blessings of allah be upon him who themselves begged for the trials that o oh allah show us our altars woke us on the paths on which we should suffer and then remain steadfast and gain honors from you but after mentioning all those things a part of which i had discussed but there was a part which i could not discuss but all these things are mentioned in the holy quran putting a glance on all those historical events when a believer reflects on them and progresses ahead he develops fear in his heart and is forced to think what kind of a prayer i am asking a prayer of such difficulty of such suffering and a prayer on which it is possible that i may not remain steadfast to invite problems on one's own and to invite trials is a thing demanding great courage but despite that one is forced to pray in each set of postures of each prayer that show us the path of those who were bestowed with blessings its detail which the holy quran has explained is a frightening detail it is such a detail that it looks it is a path of great difficulty and of risking one's life the question is how did the previous people walk on this path according to the holy quran they walked on this path because allah taught them how to walk on it what you should do how these difficulties will become easy for you and this fire will be turned into a garden for you it says my wastainu bi sabri wa salat oh my servants with patience with worship and with supplications you should seek help from me alone so the prayer for seeking help that we have been taught in was iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in it been repeated with the greater detail and then allah taught us most of the prayers himself now i will enter the subject of those prayers which will show how allah himself has made this prayer easy he taught them the methods of prayer or he accepted their prayers which suddenly rose involuntarily from their hearts and he has preserved their mention with the great affection in the holy quran there is no book in the world and i say it again that there is no book in the world which has presented the essence of the prayers of all the prophets with such splendor and with such protection as has been presented by the holy quran the best examples of all kinds of prayers have been preserved so those who pray اذن الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم it is necessary for them that they should be acquainted with the next branches of this prayer this prayer which gives birth to other prayers 
without which it is not possible to go on this journey. You should keep in view those prayers and know their background and be acquainted with the feelings with which those prayers were said. As we will advance further in this subject, which appears very difficult, it will continue to become easy and enjoyment will begin to sprout from these difficulties. So from this point of view, I will put their prayers before you in the same order in which they are mentioned in the Holy Quran. I have not separated them subject-wise, but first I should tell you that regarding these prayers, Allah's promise that I accept these prayers is in fact about such prayers which are going to be mentioned. Otherwise, a man often faces this dilemma that Allah has promised that he will accept prayers, but I have been praying for a long time that do this and do that, grant me this and grant me that, but I receive no reply. So the verse which I am going to recite before you you should understand the subject of the prayers, linking it with this verse. Then you will know which prayers are accepted and which prayers are not accepted. It says, Chapter 2 Al-Baqarah verse 187 that O Muhammad when my servants ask you about me tell them I am close to them I hear the call of each caller when he calls on me but with one condition that he should answer my call, they should hear my call also. It should not be the case that they send me one-sided messages, and when I should call them, they should step back. And they should have sincere faith in me, so that they should be guided and should be successful. This path of rushd, guidance, is the path of acceptance of prayer, which Allah has explained to us in detail as to what that path is, what kind of a people they are who walk on that path and their prayers are accepted. Although the order of the verses in the Holy Quran are not in the order in which they were revealed, but the order which has been established as guided by the revelation of God, we find the Holy Quran in that order today. This arrangement has deep wisdoms, and there is a continuation of subject. So, in the way of prayers also, Allah has kept some deep wisdoms in view. Therefore, instead of changing the order to fit the subject, I will put them exactly in the order in which the Holy Quran has presented them. First of all, it is the prayer of Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, which has been mentioned, and it is obvious what importance it has. 
Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is known as the father of all the prophets. That is, that great succession of the prophets on which Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was born. His most venerable ancestor was Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ جَلْ هَذَا بَلَدًا آمِنًا وَرْزُقْ أَهْلَهُ مِنْ الثَّمَرَاتِ مَنْ آمَنَ مِنْهُمْ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ قَالَ وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَأُمَتِّهُ قَلِيلًا ثُمَّ أَسْتَرُّهُ إِلَىٰ عَذَابِ النَّارِ وَبِسَلِيرِ وَإِذْ يَرْفَوَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَائِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلِ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ رَبَّنَا وَجَعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ وَأَرِنَا مَنَاصِقَنَا وَتُوبَ إِلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ رَبَّنَا وَبَثْ فِيهِمْ رُسُلًا مِنْهُمْ يَتْلُو عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ chapter 2 aqra verses 127 to 130 This is a prayer of the time when the ruins of Khanai Kaaba the house of Allah did exist but its traces were ancient and were almost extinct but there was no building of Kaaba guided by the revelation of Allah Hazrat Abraham alayhi salatu wasalam went there and traced it and then he left Hazrat Hagra and Hazrat Ismail when hazrat ishmael grew up and was able to help his father it was then that the building of kaaba was started anew which shows that it was necessary to let ishmael take part in its reconstruction since the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam was to be born in the progeny of hazrat ishmael therefore he waited that this child who was to be the most venerable ancestor of the greatest of the prophets in the world, for whose sake the start of the kaaba was made who had to take the aims of this house of allah to its highest levels his hand should also join in to rebuild it therefore wherever in the holy quran its reconstruction has been mentioned it has included hazrat ishmael with hazrat abraham peace be on both and the two have said all the prayers jointly so far they are the two but as we progress further the number will rise it says haza baladan aminan make it a peaceable place and whoever will stay here provide all kinds of fruit for them man amana minhum billahi wal yawmil akhir those who believe in allah and in the day of judgment allah says wa man kafara fa'u qalilan whoever will disbelieve i will certainly give them some benefit of it it will not be that as soon as one disbelieved i will withdraw my hand of support 
that as far as the fruit of this world is concerned, I will continue to grant it to the disbelievers also, but only for a time and not for good. For a time here means the life of this world, that is, I will not deprive them of fruit in the life of this world, but when he will die and is presented before me, then I will not declare him to be safe from punishment, because I had given him blessings in this world. He will benefit from the blessings of the house of Allah, but because of his unbelief, ingratitude or disbelief, he will be made to suffer torment in the hereafter. This is an extremely evil abode to which he will return. And call to mind the time when Hazrat Abraham and Ishmael started to make firm the foundation of the house of Allah and Hazrat Ishmael was helping him. Their foremost prayer was that, O oh Allah, accept our prayer. This prayer carries deep wisdoms. This prayer of Hazrat Abraham and of Hazrat Ishmael has deep wisdoms. The first thing we have been told clearly is that after struggling so hard, Hazrat Abraham, a peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, brought her wife and son to this deserted place. And then he waited for a long time, facing difficulties, suffering hunger and thirst, and suffering all kinds of problems. He returned here time and again. His son was grown up. As they were building this house for the sake of Allah, exclusively for the sake of Allah, but their humility was such that they started their prayer with that, O our Lord, Accept our this effort. We are building this house for you, exclusively for you. But since one does not know the essence of his intentions, one does not know his own inner condition. Therefore, we submit that whatever we are presenting to you, please accept it with your grace. You hear and you know their true condition and know their inner secrets. You know the intentions which precede the prayers, as a result of which the prayer rises. O our Lord, what use this house of worship be if we who are building it are not Muslims in your sight? So make us to remain firmly in submission to you. Make us to submit to you for good. And in the state of submission, teach us the secrets of worship and show us our altars. The word mansak can have both the meanings, the method of worship and the places where one gives sacrifice. We supplicate once again that forgive us you accept repentance without limits and are infinitely merciful. 
Thus, together with the prayers of piety, they continue to weep and cry in humility and admit that we are nothing. We are sinful and whatever good works we do, we cannot be sure of them. As long as we are not granted your pleasure, we don't know whether these good works will be accepted or not. Rabbana wabasihim rasulam minhum yatlu alahim ayatika wa yuallimuhumul kitabu wal hikmah. O our Lord, from among those who will be born here, raise that great prophet. Yatlu alahim ayatika who should recite your verses to them. Wa yuallimuhumul kitabu wal hikmah. And he will teach them the book and its wisdom. Wa yuzakihim and he will purify them. Surely you possess surpassing power and deep wisdoms. This is the ultimate tune at which this prayer has ended, where this prayer has reached its highest level. It is only now that we know why was the minutest path of taqwa being followed. Why there was such deep humility? Why were they showing such repeated care that, O oh Allah, accept our prayer and purify us, and they should remain not a trace of others in us? We should bring this exclusively for you, and you should accept this effort. Because this prayer was a prayer laying the foundation of the succession of His Holiness, Muhammad Mustafa, May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And it was a prayer for the raising of that great prophet for whose sake the entire universe had been created. Therefore, there was the need of extraordinary taqwa and of exceptional humility. This was the stage where arrogance might have found its way. Some arrogance does enter piety, and Satan could have misled that you too are such great personalities because that great person for whose sake the entire universe was created is going to be born in your progeny. The higher the station they were going to be granted, the deeper the humility they wrought. And this way they supplicated humbly before God and their prayers were accepted in exactly the same form. In an amazing way, this prayer was accepted word for word as Hazrat Abraham had prayed. But since the arrangement of the words was based on human thinking, though he was a prophet but was a man in any case, therefore Allah changed the arrangement of the words and said, Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had said that when he has recited the verses and explained them and then has taught them the wisdom, as a result of this he will develop qualities to purify them. Then he should purify them because when the verses will be recited, they are explained and the wisdom is taught then it is the whole series of things as a result of which all the people who will pass through that process 
will finally be ready to be purified. And then he will also purify them. Allah manifested the true station of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, at the time of acceptance of his prayers, and said that the thinking of Hazrat Abraham was that he will purify them after teaching them the book and the wisdom. But I say that Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, possesses such great qualities which makes him eminent among the prophets. And the previous prophets could not have even imagined him, that in his person he possesses such holy powers that before teaching the book and before explaining its wisdom, he has the capacity to purify people just with the blessings of his person. So the reciting of the verses has priority in any case, because without conveying the message of Allah, one attains no power, but at the same time it says, that he first purifies them, and to purify there is no need of a teaching, because the person of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, purifies by itself. The second wisdom is, the second distinction is, that previously people used to enter schools to be purified as though their ultimate objective was to become purified, and this was the final aim of those schools. The Holy Quran says that this is such a higher grade school that you need purification to enter it. As long as you will not attend the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, with pure heart, you will not be able to attain anything from this school. So both these meanings apply here, at one and the same time. And this is the importance of this prayer, which becomes evident to us, that how explaining the four qualities for which Hazrat Abraham, the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had supplicated to Allah in deep humility. It has mentioned the mission of Muhammad, the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam that he has been raised with exactly the same qualities which Hazrat Abraham, peace be on him, had asked for the future prophet. Now you see that what great work this prayer has done in the history of the world. Those who die praying for themselves, die praying for their children, it does benefit them, but in a limited circle. They are temporary benefit of a few days. But you see the prayer of Abraham, peace be on him, that how beneficial it was for mankind. The entire world had to benefit from it till the day of judgment. That is why this prayer had great eminence, and the one who said this prayer attained such honor, which beside Muhammad, the messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, no other prophet had attained. The other prayer the Holy Quran teaches us is this. Chapter 2 Al-Baqarah 
verse 202. This prayer has been mentioned regarding those servants of Allah who, after performing the rites of the pilgrimage, return begging good from Allah. What do they say as they return? Rabbana atena fi dunya hasanatam wa fil akhirati hasanatam wa qina azabannar. O our Lord, grant us the good of this world and the good in the hereafter, and save us from the torment of fire. Here there is a difference between hasana and fadl, which you must remember, otherwise your prayer will not be perfected. Fadl, that is grace, is generally used for the worldly gains, though it is used for other benefits also. But hasana is mostly linked with virtue, and no bounty is included in hasana which is deprived of virtue. Therefore, whatever beauty there is in hasana does not develop in other prayers in the same way, because what it means is that give us everything good, give us good things of the world which should be good with respect to the world, and in your sight they should be pleasing, and then grant us the best things of the hereafter also. And in religion also enable us to act upon that part which is the most magnificent, that is, that part of the teaching which is of the highest quality. Regarding this prayer, Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, says, in the last rakah, the set of postures of Ida, after Ruku, buying posture, our Jamal should say this prayer repeatedly. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatam wa fil akhirati hasanatam wa qina azab nar. That, O our Lord, grant us the hasana of this world and grant us the hasana of the hereafter and save us from the torment of fire. So those Ahmadis who are unaware of this command, they must know this prayer, but not be aware what importance this prayer had in the sight of Hazrat promised Messiah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Hazrat Anas reports that on one occasion the Holy Prophet went to visit a patient who had become so powerless with the disease as a chick when its wings have been pulled off and it becomes very weak. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, asked him, Do you make any special prayer to God? He said, Yes, I pray. O oh, Allah, whatever punishment you have to give me on the Day of Judgment, you should give it to me in this very life. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Subhanallah. Holy is Allah, you do not have the strength for it. How loving is this statement, which reaches to the depths of one's heart. Subhanallah, you do not have the strength for it. You must not say such a prayer to God for which you have no strength, and you cannot it. He said, why did you not pray? Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanata. This includes everything. Fearing the punishment of the fire in the hereafter, whatever prayer you were saying, it is included in this prayer. 
if this prayer is accepted, then you have no punishment in the hereafter. But at the same time, this prayer gives you the good of this world and the good in the hereafter. So these are the prayers and there is a background to them. The pious people of Allah understood their underlying wisdoms and accordingly instructed us about them. Whenever after repeating, you say this difficult prayer, then you should repeat their prayers at the same time. And then after reciting the chapter Al-Fatiha, there is the time to reach the verses of the Holy Quran. You should select verses in which there are such prayers. And if you can understand the meaning of the prayers, then for each need and to fulfill each desire, which is a pious desire, you will find some appropriate prayers in the Holy Quran to fit your situation. And if you will understand its background, your heart will move and melt, and a new life will develop in your prayers. Then your prayers will not be like the chick whose wings have been pulled off. Your prayers will be like a bird who has the strength to fly and knows how to ascend to great heights and has the power to fly to greatest heights. Then there is a prayer of Hazrat Talut about whom it is said that he was Jadun. His prayer has been preserved in the Holy Quran. When he set out to fight the armies of Jalut, whose armies were much larger, more powerful, and compared to that, Hazrat Talut's army was very small, and many among them could not come through the trials successfully, and could not support him to the end. Therefore, whatever army remained was very small. At such a time he prayed, that overlord grant us resilience and make our steps firm and strong and give us victory over those who have rejected the truth. Allah says, this was such a prayer which I accepted immediately. The heavy defeat they inflicted on the enemy was because of the decree of Allah. Otherwise, they had no power to gain victory over such a huge army. The Holy Quran has also painted a picture of the prayers of the Holy Prophet. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Some people think that there are prayers of other prophets in the Holy Quran, but not the prayers of the Holy Prophet. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Whereas many of the prayers where no name has been mentioned and have been referred as the prayers of the believers are the prayers which were the prayers of Hazrat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and of his companions. May Allah be pleased with them. And there are many prayers which Allah taught the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, directly addressing him, that you should say these prayers. All such prayers have been preserved in the Holy Quran. Besides these, 
There are other prayers also which are not mentioned in detail in the Holy Quran, but the subject does appear. I will inshallah mention those prayers later. One prayer which has been taught is Amanda Rasulu Bimaun Zelahim Rabbi Wal Mominun, Kulu Namana Billah Malaikatihi wa Putubi Rusale. That see Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has believed in everything which was revealed to him, believed in every command revealed to him, and those who believed in him also believed in every way the perfect revelation of Allah, that is, in the footsteps of Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, whatever he believed in, his companions and his servants also continued to believe in those things. All of them are those who believed in Allah, in the angels, and believed in the messengers of Allah, and affirmed that as far as the honor of the revelation is concerned, as far as the honor of your command is concerned, we will make no differentiation between the revelation of a higher or a minor prophet. Whatever command will come you, whatever way it may reach us, whether it comes to us through a higher prophet or from a minor prophet, we will always keep your command in view. Therefore, as far as the honoring of revelation is concerned, we will make no differentiation that some prophets are more honored and some are minor ones. We will not indulge in this debate. They say, O Allah, we heard and we submitted. That is, whatever we heard, we believed in everything and were ready to submit to it and began to practice it. Now we deserve your forgiveness and expect your forgiveness. Please forgive us. You see how deep humility it is. Muhammad, the messenger of Allah and his companions, with whatever feelings they believed in the revelation of Allah, never has any people been born in the world who have believed in the revelation of any prophet with such magnificence and with such sincerity and by understanding the minutest parts of the subject. But these people, that is, Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and his companions, may Allah be pleased with them, have believed with perfect magnificence. Then, after believing in all the prophets of Allah, in all the angels, in all the books, have made this their custom and practice, that as soon as they heard it, they began to act upon it. And compared to it, what did they ask from God? Despite all this, we deserve nothing. We know that all this capacity has been granted by you alone. However, we expect forgiveness from you, that if we have weaknesses and failings, you should forgive us. And finally, we will have to return to you. There is no avoiding it.
we shall certainly be presented before you. He says, yes, I do know that I have granted varying capacity to people. Some have been granted more powers and some less powers. Since I have granted you these powers, therefore I will treat you according to your capacities. I will treat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, according to his capacities, and treat followers according to their levels. The truthful according to their station, martyrs to their station, and the righteous to their station. The law is that whatever good deed you will do, or these people will do, I will give reward for it, but I will be careful regarding ills, that there should be definite intention to commit evil. It should have been committed deliberately. Iktasaba has the meaning of clear intention and aim to commit evil. So you see how kind and forgiving treatment this is. It is an answer to Khufranaka. He says, Yes, I will treat you forgivingly. This way, that if you do good even accidentally, I will ask it to be credited to your account, and the angels wait it in your account. But regarding ills, I will command them to use care, that you should see whether one had the intention to do it, and had the aim to do it. For instance, in the episode of Adam, Allah says, for instance, in the episode of Adam, Allah says, that we treated with forgiveness. We searched him and found in him no intention to commit that ill. He had stumbled and made a mistake. Thus we have received the answer to the prayer of Ranaka. Then he mentioned the prayer in detail which Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and upon his followers. His disciples, his servants and his companions always said before Allah, weeping, crying. That, O our Lord, you should never call us to account. If we forget, slip up and make a mistake, then you should keep no register for that. You should clear it and say, this will not be accounted in any way whatsoever. Then, that, O our Lord, as far as that burden is concerned, which you had put on people before us, you should not put that burden on us in any case. Are two subjects which have been described in this verse. The literal meaning of Isr is broke something, twisted it, and restrained it. Some spread so much, as for instance the branches of a tree, that they twisted round one another and began to harm one another. People increased in number 
Maser is also called a rope, which was put across a road to collect toll, as they put up gates these days. That is a rope which was used to stop the horse and mule riders and horse carts, and they were asked tax before passing. So all these meanings tell us that this prayer does not mean that do not send to us any Sharia, religious law. Some people think that burden means some restrictions from God. It certainly does not mean that. What it means is that do not put such restrictions on us that not tolerating them, the backs were broken of the people in the past and they were destroyed. Also, do not put such restrictions on us that although they were less, but people gradually began to increase them and they made the simple straightforward religion a complicated one. For instance, when elsewhere in the Holy Quran it says that Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, removes people's burden from them, the burdens they have suffered, the additional customs and practices which have become a collar round their necks. He frees them from it. So this is the meaning here, that do not put on us such a burden and do not guide us on the path of such a people whose teachings had gradually become a burden for them. They began to add things to them and developed such customs and practices that they could not then follow them. Then there were such people also whose teaching gradually, like the tax collections, had become burdensome and hateful. When they were asked to act upon those teachings, then the listeners thought, what a trouble this is. It is a similar feeling as some while ago, Ziaul Haq Sahib had made the prayer worship compulsory in Pakistan. One is the obligation which Allah has made for the past 1400 years, but on top of that, Zia also made it compulsory. And the condition of people about which people used to write to me at the time was exactly the same which I am describing, that people used to feel it is tax which has been imposed on us, and as far as possible we should avoid it. Those who were already saying their prayers, which had been made obligatory by God, they continued to say them. It made no difference to them. But a large majority was of those who said their prayers, considering it a burden, and they were inclined to consider it a tax which has been imposed on them. So you see how good a prayer the Holy Quran has taught us. It says, O God, we will accept your teaching, but we make a few submission to you. We have believed everything, we have made this covenant that whatever we will hear, we will submit to it. But let us settle a code of conduct between us. One is that our failings will not be counted in any case. Forgetfulness and mistakes are forgiven. You should not give us capacity to repeat the mistakes of the past people. We will certainly not let your teaching become a burden for us. Neither will we consider your teaching a burden and a tax. What is after that? Despite all this, we do not know what else is going to pass. 
we did learn the lessons from the past history but we are still not aware of our weaknesses so we remind you of it and then we submit once again that whatever strength we possess please do not put more burden on us than that put burden on us in view of our capacity then what treatment should we receive wafun waghfirlan warham o our lord overlook our faults even then we will commit sins you should not look at them as though sins are being committed on one side but your glance is on the other side waghfirlan and whatever sins come in your sight allah's glance is on everything but this is a style oration as some people who treat kindly and forgive others start from ignoring people's failings and they try that no ill should come in their notice they only see the ills when they think of punishing the culprit the same was the method of hazrat muslim aud the second caliph i remember that when he used to come home we used to do many absurd things in our childhood but he used to ignore them as though he did not notice them he used to see them when he wanted to punish us when he felt that the matter is crossing the limits but we are not praying to god that you should see us when you want to punish us it says when you want to see us you should look at us with the intention of forgiveness when we are caught and the matter has become obvious then faghfir lana warhamna forgive us and have mercy on us we have no ability we will make mistakes repeatedly we will come before you but will have nothing in our possession we would have broken our solemn promises time and again which we have made firmly before you we would have repented many times in such a case treat us with mercy and say these are very weak and helpless people their nature is to make mistakes as they have reported a revelation of the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him in the persian language if i don't forgive this handful of dust what else i do what relevance does a man have so weak so defective he sins again and again so i say let us forgive him he is nothing but a handful of dust this is the meaning of that okay if nothing else we have mercy on you anta maulana that you should remember you alone are our master the deep feeling of the whole prayer has been summarized in this single word and the secret has been disclosed of the acceptance of prayer despite all these situations we have looked to no one except you despite all our weaknesses and sins we have remained faithful to you in the sense that we consider our master you alone and have considered none else so when you alone are our master where else can we go
so you can see it is the same prayer that O our Lord since we worship you and worship none beside you who else we can seek help from who else is there where can we go leaving your door where else we find peace of heart and the comfort of the soul there is nothing else so the word our master has disclosed the secret that why should you pray in strange words in which you see no logic why should god treat you like this continuously to submit that o our lord you are our master if he made someone else our master then we will have no right to say these prayers so this prayer will only be accepted when god alone is your master if at the time of need and problems you run to others if you are involved in idolatry if you have made worldly people your master and you say prayers like that of muhammad the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam whose master was none other than allah then it will be inappropriate prayer it will have no connection with you wansurna alal qaumil kafirin you grant us victory over those who have rejected the truth and who are ungrateful because you are our master and beside you there is no master then it taught us this prayer ay rabbana la tuzigh qulubana ba'da iz hadaytana wa hab lana min ladunka rahma innaka antal wahhab this prayer has been shown as a prayer of the rasikhun fil ilm who believe in jo muhkamat aur mutashabihat in the verses which are firm and decisive in meaning and the verses which are susceptible to different meanings and they submit everything is from god alone it is necessary to explain this because if without understanding this subject you continue to pray that as in some books the quranic prayers have been collected but have not explained their background then it is possible that the arrow of your prayer may be target and you may not know why the arrow was wasted and did not hit the target it says that this prayer is accepted from those who believe in the uncertain verses as well as in the definite verses whether they are the verses of the holy quran or the words of muhammad the messenger of allah may peace and blessings of allah be upon him or it is the matter of submitting to the other the people in authority they should not do this that whatever is obvious and is clearly understood they believe with clear mind and wherever they see some doubtful side they should give in to doubt and follow their own whims that perhaps that prophecy is not fulfilled or this thing is not fulfilled there was more harshness shown there and here 
they have talked against our temperament. These are the mutashabihat. So it says that if you do not believe in the mutashabihat verses susceptible to different interpretations, if you have a habit of eating only sweet things, and when there is minor change in the taste, you have a habit of spitting it out, then you must not come to us repeating this prayer. We are teaching you this prayer as a prayer of people who were rasikhun fil ilm and had believed firmly in muhkamat as well as in mutashabihat. Then what did they say? Rabbana la tuzikhulubana baada iz now you see how apt and timely is this prayer and how necessary it is to know its background. The prayer is that, O our Lord, once you have granted us guidance, do not make our hearts crooked or do not let them become crooked. And grant us mercy from yourself and treat us with mercy. You certainly show infinite mercy and infinite favor and show forgiveness and love. Now, this prayer cannot be accepted in favor of those who stumble at each stage where there are chances for the hearts to become crooked. They let their heart become crooked. It says, those who have firm knowledge, they do not do this, but despite that, they know that without receiving power from God, they cannot pass unharmed through trials. They still need prayers. Therefore, they do not stumble at mutashabihat. But they do know that without the support of the prayer, they remain in danger at every moment. So, if you have the capacity to pass through mutashabihat steadfastly and do not lose your faith repeatedly through doubts, then if you will say this prayer, your faith will be granted a new power. Then at difficult stages and at the places of stumbling, you will be given support from Allah and you will be granted new powers. Then you will be saved from falling at each place of danger. Rabbana inna ka jamiun nasi le yomi la reba fihi. Inna la la yukhliful biyad. That, O oh Lord, you are going to assemble all of us in a day in which there is no doubt. Now you see how deep wisdom there is, and how deeply is this sentence linked to the subject which has been explained earlier. It says, the matter being discussed was of the unseen, that, O oh Allah, those people who do not fall in doubt at the time of mutashabihat, uncertain things, you should join us to them who say this prayer, because finally such a day is to come in which there will remain no doubt. The things you have failed to understand today, they will be made clear to you tomorrow. And when they will be made clear, it is then that you will know how wrong you were. Therefore, you should avail of istighfar, begging Allah's forgiveness. You should try to save yourself from stumbling 
through these prayers, whose true condition will be to manifest on a day about which those who are supplicating say that on that day treat us with your rub attribute when the whole world will be assembled and there will remain nothing doubtful on that day. Here it has both meanings. That day is certainly above doubt, that is, certainly a period is going to come in which these things will come to pass, and on that day there will remain nothing doubtful. All veils will be lifted. Then in verse 17 of the chapter 3, Ali Imran, it has taught us this prayer of the righteous. That, O our Lord, we have believed, so forgive our sins. And save us from the torment of fire. Then Allah Himself taught this prayer to the Holy Prophet. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon Him. That, O Muhammad, you should supplicate to me this way, that, O our Allah, you are the master of all sovereignty. That is, all kind of sovereignty which can be thought of is under your control. And the kingdoms of this world and the kingdoms of the hereafter are granted from you. You may give to whoever you wish, whatever you wish, whether it is the sovereignty of this world or the sovereignty of the hereafter. But you have the power to take it away. Whenever you will, you can declare someone incapable and take back your sovereignty which you had granted him. Whomsoever you please, you give honor, and whomsoever you please, you let him be disgraced. But in your hand is all good. You do not disgrace anyone. You only let them be disgraced. That is, if one himself wants to suffer disgrace, then you sometimes decide that, okay, we will let you suffer disgrace. Then he is disgraced and humiliated. But as far as your hand is concerned, it is a hand of good and not a hand of ill. And you have power over everything that you will. And since you desire good, therefore we expect only good from you. The times continuously change, nights enter days, and you change days into nights. When you will, change nights into days, and change days into nights.
wa tukhrijul hayya min al-mayyit wa tukhrijul mayyita min al-hayy and in the same way you cause the living to enter the dead and bring the living from the dead so every moment it is your grace alone which can keep us firm on the right path and that we should be the ones coming out of the dead and enter the living and entering the dead out of the living similarly our time should change from the nights into the lights and not change from the lights into the nights and whomsoever you please you grant provision without measure regarding this prayer the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him said that whoever recites the chapter al-fatiha and then recites ayatul kursi and then recites that verse of the chapter ali imran in which allah says beside him there is none worthy of worship wal malaikatu the angels are also a witness to it wa ulul ilm and the people of knowledge are also a witness to it qaimun bil qist allah and all those who submit to allah always remain established on justice and he is all powerful and all wise they recite this verse and then say the prayer which i have just read before you the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him said whoever will say this prayer after each obligatory prayer for him allah says that i have destined paradise as his final abode and i will give him abode in the gardens of paradise and every day I will let him have a glimpse of me 70 times. Here it is necessary to explain about the number 70 that among the Arabs this number represents abundance. Thus I will let him have my glimpse many times. The Arabs say this as 70 times. This does not mean physically 70 times. some in those paradises will be like muhammad mustafa may peace and blessings of allah be upon him who will have a constant glimpse of god at the same time the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him has said that this prayer is also a recipe of expansion of one's provision so those who suffer various kinds of hardship they should say this prayer in the same order of which the final words are that after passing through all those prayers when we will reach this prayer of then allah will accept this prayer with the blessings of the rest of the prayers and allah will expand your provisions since it is getting late i will end this subject for the time being after one or two more prayers 
but this is such a subject which I will have to continue in installments because when the discussion of has started and we have started talking about so as long as the Jamaat does not know what was that path and how they were enabled to walk on that path and how walking on that path they became people who were bestowed with blessings. Until then, just to utter these prayers with the word of mouth is meaningless. It may not be entirely meaningless. They must get some blessing or another. But whatever blessing can be expected, they cannot be granted as long as under this prayer those other prayers are not known which were said by those travelers who continued to journey all their life and always journeyed with success. With the support of these prayers, they were protected from each stumbling. They came out of each trial with honors and they were considered honored and respected in the court of Allah. Allah himself praised them and Allah's angels also sent the Dharud prayers on them. This is the path which the Jamaat should know in detail, but at the end I will put this prayer of Hazrat Zakariah because these days I receive many letters from the ladies and from some men also that during this Ramadan specially pray for us to be granted a son. These letters have a deep link with the prayer of Hazrat Zakariah because they are writing to me these days about their desire to participate in Waqf Nau, the new devotee scheme. Most of the letters say it is our earnest desire that we should also participate in the Waqf Nau appeal. Although the time has passed, but for God's sake, include us in it and should help us to enter it through your prayers. That is, it is not just a request to include them in this appeal, but it is, as they say, give them the camel and the provisions and then load the camel as well. This is not just in my power alone. The whole Jamaat should also join in and help me. Then on whoever Allah will decide, he will show mercy and then Allah will fill the laps of those sincere people with his graces. Then they will fill their laps and present once again before God. The prayer of Hazrat Zakariah had started this way that the Holy Quran says that whenever he used to go to the chamber of Hazrat Mary to inquire after her, Hazrat Mary had dedicated her life her mother had dedicated her before her birth and later she was given in the charge of Hazrat Zakariah for spiritual training. Hazrat Zakariah used to visit her chamber from time to time to inquire after her. There he used to see a variety of food. Generally, the commentator say that mysteriously without any human agency she used to receive many gifts but we learn from the prayer of Hazrat Zakariah that this was not the case. The matter was somewhat different. Because of her piety, 
some people, this is their custom, gave present to request prayers. And since Hazrat Mary did not consider it her personal quality, and when asked, she used to say that this food is from Allah, and I have nothing to do with it. Neither I asked for it, nor I expected it. Allah has put love in the heart of the people, and they continue to present it to me, what you see. The other meaning of this is that she used to get spiritual food. Allah used to treat her mercifully and forgivingly, and he used to turn to her with mercy through visions, revelations, or true dreams. He used to demonstrate his mercy repeatedly, as we observe this in some pious homes, that they ask the children that tell us, what dream did you see? What sign of mercy did you receive from God? And they tell you new things. So Hazrat Mary, in her innocence and simplicity, used to tell whatever thing happened during the previous night, that Allah said to me this, and Allah said to me that. He showed mercy to me like this, and showed love. Zachariah, who was himself a prophet, used to feel envious. He did not feel envious that I have not been given something like what Mary was given. He felt envious that Mary was a result of the prayer of her mother, and as a result of that prayer she is the pious child, but I am deprived of pious children. If only I could also feel proud that my children are also similarly pious and should receive food from God in the same way. If this meaning is not correct, then the next prayer has no link with it. So in fact, this was the thing which directed him to pray to Allah. <laughs> That when Hazrat Zakariah saw this situation, a shooting pain rose from within his heart, and he supplicated to his Lord that, O Allah, exclusively from yourself, grant me pious progeny. You hear all prayers. After this, the prayers will be repeated in different words, which has a subject of deep feelings. Since I am following the order of the verses of the Holy Quran, therefore, instead of mentioning it here, I will explain to you at its place. First, I had thought that this subject will end in only one sermon, but now it will continue. So those worshippers who are a constant passengers in this train, for them there is no difficulty. They will continue to travel and hear these things, and will benefit from them, and will continue to learn ever new formulae of worship, and their difficulties will continue to be resolved. But those who have got off this train, or will get off, as far as you are able, and if you know them and meet them, you should continue to tell them also. It is possible that hearing these things, as in Hazrat Zakariah's heart a desire had developed to pray for the grace which he had witnessed, it is my prayer and my wish that similarly when you convey these things 
to those people who want to bid you farewell and depart from the station a desire made up in their heart that they may become a constant fellow travelers with you on this journey and this way this friday may leave such a goodness behind which is not a goodness which should leave you which should not bid you farewell but should be a goodness that should become a permanent part of your life and should remain faithful to your life should become such a goodness from which one never departs again but will always remain with you amen alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa n'amunu bihi wa natawakkalu alayh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdillahu fala hadiya lahu wa man yudlilhu fala hadiya lahu wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu ابادلکر اذکر